on this episode of the Parent Cocktail Hour. And if you link it back to, to Chadwick, my man had cancer. He, had cancer. he was living with cancer, living through chemo, living through all the shit that comes with cancer and still producing excellence. Like you would never know never that this know. guy's got cancer. No. He never, he never kind of, he never did what we did, just, you know, cower up and just yeah. like lie in bed all day. Exactly. He went on and just, just did it. And he had cancer, guys. He cancer. had cancer. Like, cancer. If you met anybody with cancer, you can, you can see the effect that cancer has on someone's body and yeah. someone's emotions it, and someone's everything. like vibe in general. But to think that you had cancer for the past four years and you released all these amazing films, mm. including Black Panther, the, the most ultimate of all. Welcome to the Parents Cocktail Hour. I'm Michael and this is my... I'm Blessing. Okay. Oh. I was just going, I was about to give you a really like extravagant introduction like the wonderful the great the good looking the sexy the phenomenal oh wow no carry on carry on it's cool welcome to the parent cocktail hour guys my wife and I have created this podcast for anybody who like to listen to us have a chin wag have a bit of a waffle doesn't mind a bit of digression of course yeah 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 you know and those people who just do not take life too seriously preach but yeah um do you want to add anything what well, to expect expect a little bit of profanity a little bit of tmi yeah 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 okay there you go bye <laughs> yo 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 Need to work on my harmonies on that one, man. How's your week been? My week's been good, you know. Um, lived it with you, really. <laughs> you kind of know how my week has been. <laughs> So guys, um, it's been an interesting week, you know, I've been running all the errands because I'm a, a driver now, you know, it still hasn't sunk in, I'm going to be frank with you guys, you know, every single day I just look at my um, driving's like, driving license, the pink one, you know, and I'm just like, yo. <laughs> it's real, yo. It's real. It's still real. Um, after 10 years, um, t- no, after 10 times, you know, my 10th time, like, wow, you really did it. And... I know, guys, you can, you're probably sick of hearing it from me now, but I really don't care. Does it? Um, Does it? I'm still kind of like on a high from doing that. I've been driving pretty much every single day since mm. um, because the boy, boys eat bread like... It's they're, finished, they're now finishing the loaf a day. Yeah. I don't know how we get through a whole loaf. I have no idea. And the thing is... It's wild. I, it, it, we didn't notice how much they ate bread because I used to make it every day. Every mm. other day, I think, or every day. I probably mm. was making it every day. But I don't have any self-control when it comes to my own personal bread. Because I make the bread. I'm like, I sweated over this bread. I must eat it. <laughs> I must eat it. But because um, I, I'm trying to get myself back on track. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> COVID will not kill me. Do you know, do you know what, what I mean? mean? So like, um, before, um, post-COVID, um, pre-COVID, we were pretty good with our diet. We used to do prep, food prep, food. We've been, we had been food prepping for about four years. So food prepping. Actually, did we food prep before we had kids? No. No, we didn't. So about no. four years. We were food prepping for about four years. Um, 
I never ate bread. Whenever I saw my friends eat bread, I was bare judgmental, yeah? Mm-hmm. Unless it was like a fat day, fat, fat Fridays, for example. So fat Fridays, you'd catch me eating like a burger or pizza Chew. or... Double cheese and everything. Um, what else? You know, you'd catch me eating, because um, we love eating kebabs. So we'll mm. have like the Pashrari naan. Good the kebab or Pashrari naan. Oh, you guys have not lived. So Pashrari naan. Basically... We, on Fat Fridays, or on, we used to have Fat Thursdays, yeah? It will basically just be us pigging out, okay? Acting, uh, you know, just being carefree with our food. And that was the day to be carefree. That was the day to basically eat what we wanted. Mm-hmm. We'll probably even, you know, order a cheeky dessert just to go, just to, act, you know, add a bit more extra, extra va-va-voom. But... Well, it wasn't Fat Thursday or Friday. We decided, you know, ad hocly during the week. Mm-hmm. We were very, very strict with our diet. We had just, we drank water. We still drink water, you know. It's just our normal thing we drink in the house. We go through maybe, both all um, all of us in this house have a minimum of two litres each per day. Um, oh, well, we try. Yeah, and we, um, are, you know, we take, we have loads of fruit. So even throughout... Our um, nonsense eating during COVID, we were still consuming a lot of fruit because it's just normal for us. We eat we eat fruit; it's just part of us. But something that wasn't normal is um, we stopped prepping, so we food, stopped food prepping during the lockdown, and we long. were just playing it by ear. We were just you know like going through the flow, just letting the letting the wind take us wherever <laughs> you know wherever <laughs> wherever it wanted to take us, you know. <laughs> And, uh, calamari, babes. Calamari. No beef for lunch. Yeah, yeah. Okay, deliver me that. You're joker. No, we didn't do that. Um, so, I was making bread all the time, and um, because of the sweat that goes into making bread, I was also eating that bread. So, I personally have zero self control when it comes to my own bread, but when it comes to King's Meal or whatever. I don't care for it. I don't care. Kingsmore is boss bread, you know. Yeah, but... Don't get it twisted. Yeah, but I, I'm just not... I don't have a desire to eat it. So it's cool. It's fine. Oh, because you didn't make it, so you don't really care about it. Like that. Exactly. So because of that, that's why I said to Mike, I'm not going to make any more bread. We're just going to have to be buying it like normal people. We didn't realise that the boys eat that much so much bread that we're now spending 95p every single day on it, bread. It, it matters about the bread. So at one point we went shopping, right? And no, then, I went shopping, and, then, and no, I we decided, shopping. no, because remember, I decided that I was going to buy cheap bread, and you was like, "I don't know why you bought this bread." Okay, so basically, I bought bread. Um, I think it was uh, I. I decided to do the online shop. Yeah, I did the on- online shop, and I chose um, cheap bread. Mike was like, "Babes, you can't do cheap bread." You can't do cheap bread. Like, what is it? Bread is bread. Bread is bread. And Mike was I'm like, "No, no, no, no." Is your bread just bread then? You're like, no, no, my bread is level. So I'm like, okay. Like the bread matters. Really, the bread matters. Like if you buy cheap bread, they're not going to like the cheap bread. These are like bougie kids here. You know, you give them a little bit of taste of the finer things in life. That's the only thing they're going to be accustomed to. So Blessing bought the uh, the cheap ass bread. And legit, they only had one slice of toast for, for breakfast. They were looking at this bread like it was like, what poison. Is this? It's, it's peasant bread. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. And I was like, oh. And they'll eat it and they'll kind of nibble at it. They'll and, do, like, and, done. and the thing is, 
the, both of them did this face. They both have this face when they don't like something. It's my face, isn't it? It's your face. And I, you know, babes, after all these years of being together, I still hate that fucking face. I'm sorry. Sorry for <laughs> swearing, but it pisses me off. It pisses me off. I'm really sorry for swearing, guys. This face it, that bless has a problem with. Was, like, don't, don't, look at the, don't, don't look at my face then. It was unnecessary. The profanity was unnecessary. So, yeah, guys. Um, so, yeah, guys. So, basically, I'm still not over the fact that I passed my test. In fact, even earlier, um, even later on today, when I had to run the errand to get the extra bread um, and to buy our wine, I sent myself um, a selfie with my... Um, with my driving license. And Mike was like, why? You know, God bless my husband for for kind of following this hype. Because normally, uh, somebody would be like, we get it. We get it. We get it. That's fine, man. But Mike's like, no, man. I was there. We went through the struggle together. Do you know what I mean? Do you know so, what you I know, mean? Go get the we shit. went through that <laughs> depression together. Go to Tesco's. <laughs> But you know what? I'm gonna, could you take this delivery to the corner yeah, shop? Yeah, Mike's this? giving me all these errors. I'm going to be frank with you guys. Um, now that I've been um, doing all these errands all the time, I actually feel bad for what I've been putting Mike through all these years through the errands. Good. Because, because good. Hold on a second. Let me let me land. Because I would say, "Oh, Mike, can you do this? Can you go there? Can you go there? Oh, wash at it." Can you go there? Oh, wash it. Can you go there? Mike would not complain even once. He'd just be like, okay, babe. Okay. Okay. So you want me to do this? Okay. Okay. He'll just, he wouldn't complain even once. Not forgetting about the text is like, yeah. why are you taking too long? Yeah. And then I'll still send him a text like, babe, like, you know, <laughs> where are you? So like, now that I'm doing all the errands, because Mike refuses to do errands now, because I've yep. got a license now. That's it. And, um, Backlog, baby, backlog. It's like, I really, really made Mike do all of these things. Like, Mike was like, um, you know, oh, babes, wash I, can you go to drop this at this place and can you do this? And I was like, yo, like, I've really been <laughs> making Mike do all of this stuff legit. all these years. Legit. All these years. And now you realise to go and pick up bread from Tesco's it's actually long. does take you 45 minutes. Yeah, it's long. Because <laughs> it doesn't take me that long to drive there. It takes me, what, it's when you get into Tesco. When you get there, when it's, it's like it's a time warp. <sighs> oh my yeah. gosh, guys! Talking about time warps, yeah. Oh, we watched this film we on Netflix. Film. Oh, it was called Time Warp, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, that's what. No, I'm, no, it was called Time Trap. Time is it called Time Trap? Time Trap. It's mad. It's it mad was mad. Film. The acting wasn't it was the still, it was best. It was, it was dead. It was dead. But, but the, the concept, concept of the film was strong. Mad. It was solid. It was Mike and I was like, wait, hold on a second. What's going on? Wait, 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 wait hold wait, on a second. Hold on a second. You trying to say they've been in the thing in the hole for like ten days? What? Wait, what? It was no, it wasn't ten days because they were in there for an hour, but the hours turned into decades or months. So no, not that it was. It was weeks. It was. It was weeks. No, no, the hours were. The hours were months and decades. So like they were in there for, let's say, let's say they were in there for like an hour. And that hour was the equivalent of like... It was like a week. Because at one point they were missing for 10 days. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so like the hour was equivalent of like a week, yeah? Mm. And then it just turned into like... It's not, it was just absolute nonsense. These people would discover a cave and they thought, ooh... You know, let's go and discover what's inside this cave. And, you know, they get into the cave and exploring and they get really deep and they realize, oh, snap, like, what's happening? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Is it, 
uh, I can't even describe the film. It's one of those things where you just watch it and you get mind fucked. Yes, like, you have to watch it. It's on Netflix. It's really good. But it's, the thing is, it's a good concept. The acting is somewhat. Yeah, I think the not, direction was a bit weird. As I don't well. think because you know what bothers me because Michael's like, oh, I'm not sure about the acting, and I was like, it's not that the actors couldn't act; it's that maybe there was like weird direction, like, you know, like mm. when they do a few takes and then now they're tired and they just like certain yeah, things and the continuity's off. Yeah, so I there are certain things like that that just didn't work, but the concept really, really blew our minds. I don't really like to like put a damper on um, on the things that we've been talking about and all of that stuff because you know it's all been positive vibes and stuff yeah but um, today has been one of those really weird days and it's really like thrown our base off in a sense like even though you know we have to even though as a as a family we're very grateful for what God's really doing for us in these times. Um, this is not the worst year that we've personally experienced. No, it's not. Um, there's been really, we've had some really bad years, guys. Uh, I don't, this is not a therapy session, so we're not going to go into it. But Mike and I have experienced really bad years. We've had years where things just weren't working out. We've had years where things were just falling through. We've had years where we were surviving on just five pounds a month. Mm. We've had really bad Post years. Post pre kids, pre kids. Pre kids, pre kids. But when people say kids are a blessing, I don't think they're lying. Mm-mm. I know I know they are not lying. Yeah. Because since we had the kids, all our doors have been wide open. Mm-hmm. Things have just been working out. Mm-hmm. And um, we just have to give all glory to God because our life, I feel like it's just getting better and better. Um, and, you know, we are going to talk about a few things today but um, with, with, um, regarding that. But um, I just want to talk about um, Chadwick Bozeman because um, yeah. he he's recently passed away and he, it's just so dark man. it's dark because I feel like he was such a gifted individual he's acting we've watched a few of his a few of his movies and now he's always been amazing he was amazing like every single every, every time we saw that he was going to be in if we knew if he if we knew he was going to be in a movie we were like oh we have to watch it mm-hmm. he he did just re, he carried himself with such grace as well he carried himself with such elegance and humility and he oh and you can tell that he cared about the black community so much and wanted to represent them in the best way he can um, to, to to think that he was doing all of that whilst and battling cancer, cancer is wild. just wild. I just can't believe it, you know. And that made me think as well, like, you have no excuse. You have no excuse. And I was thinking about this myself. And I was thinking about just life decisions. Mm. And um, basically, there are a lot of things that people go through that we don't know what they're going through you know a lot of mm. people think that they know know you they don't mm. um they don't know what you're going through they don't know what's going through your head they don't know what you're having to deal with every single day and i was thinking about my life sorry guys my nose i don't know what's going on with my nose but um I'll, i was thinking about my life decisions this week and i was speaking to mike about it um and 
this is going to be somewhat therapy session, guys. But you know what? Sometimes a podcast feels like a therapy session. It's our so, podcast, man. We can run it you know, how we want to run it. Hold on a second. Let me take a drink. Take a sip. Mm. So, watching Chadwick Boseman go through these four years with colon cancer has really been like, whoa, this guy acted, honestly, it was, he, he's such a good, he's such a talented actor. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he can do all of that and be sick at the same time, going through chemotherapy and everything mm. is crazy. There were times when I, because, okay, so guys, when I graduated from university, guys, when I graduated from university, normal people would go into something with their degree. After I graduated from university, I went into a deep depression. Um, basically, it was linked to my driving. So I had, um, that year, I had done quite a few driving tests. I think about that year, I probably did about five or six. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, quite a few. A few it, was busy, that year. it was a busy year. Yeah, so I did quite a few driving tests that year. And um, I went into a really deep depression after my driving. Because I went into that deep depression, I didn't do anything. I stayed in bed. I didn't do anything. I literally stayed in bed, cried, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Diddly squat, okay? Um, most meanwhile, pe- we're living on £5 a week. Meanwhile, yeah. we're living on £5 a week. There are a lot of people that... Regardless of what they go through, depression, anxiety, uh, life issues, whatever, they fight through. You look at Chadwick Boseman, he fought through. But obviously everybody deals with um, life situations differently. And the way, the way I dealt with that depression at the time, um, I did nothing. I stayed, up, I stayed in my bed, cried, feeling sorry for myself, even going as far as attempting suicide. Um, a couple times so um, thank god I did you know didn't nothing really happened after that but I just think about how he must have been how what drove him to be so excellent Mm. during those times a normal person who's going through all of that would feel so would feel demotivated, but he felt motivated. Mm. He fought through that pain. He But she had a countdown timer on his life. He had a time he had a he had a t- clock ticking and he was like, I'm going to make sure that I leave a legacy. Um and I was just thinking about how when I was depressed I just didn't do nothing. And then we came and then what happened is I um, basically started to read um, Job and Jonah and kind of it kind of snapped me out of that deep depression. I was in the de- depression for nearly a year. Sorry, guys, I need to really, like, sort out my nose situation. Hold on a second. On this issue? I have no idea what's going on. So, basically, um, after that, we, I snapped out of it. And the thing is, Mike really feeds off my energy because I'm usually the strategist in our family. Is, is that correct? Mm-hmm. So basically, most of the time, I'm like, right, babe, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to execute it. Mike's mm-hmm. like, cool, let's do it. The main advisor. 
Do you know what I mean? So Chief advisor. So during that period of time, I wasn't doing any stretch. stretch. Mm. I wasn't doing anything. I was just being, I was just feeling sorry for myself and being depressed and crying. And obviously I was depressed um, and everybody deals with depression differently, but it's what I did. So got ourselves out of that and we and then when I snapped myself out of that whole dark place um we started TYD Mm -hmm. and we put a lot of energy into TYD um TYD actually grew it just wasn't growing financially as Mm. in like we grew in readers we had like 20,000 readers globally um but as a magazine itself, it was costing more money than what it was making. Yeah, it wasn't making any money. It wasn't making any money. Um, but people was, were behind it because of what it stood for and the standard of the magazine itself. Mm. Um, we we did the TYD for a few years before having the kid, kids, before having Ivan. And... Um, because I, we we put a lot of energy into TYD. That was pretty much all we were doing, and and on the side we're probably like doing the odd thing. You know, for example, we were dealing with like the odd design client or whatever, and I'd be doing the odd job. And I was talking to Mike, and we were talking about how we're talking about jobs, and I was even today I was saying how um you know how Chadwick Boseman was like don't just chase a career chase a purpose Mm. and with TYD in my mind I was like because of what it stood for we wanted to really celebrate people that weren't naturally normally celebrated you know usually when you look at these magazines everybody's just celebrating these people that have already made it yeah celebrating the celebrity celebrity so it was people that had already made it Mm. the only reason why you're talking about them is because they had already made it yeah whereas we were talking about people that were just starting Mm. people that were people that were just doing things behind the scenes scenes, yeah and things like that we had different different um, um, issues dedicated to different things and we'd have we'd call it and we had one section in the magazine and it was called the um, the, the prestige veterans prestige veterans and those were the people that were celebrities in a way in their own mm. but they weren't really they celebrities. were like more captains of their industry yeah like they're, so like ready at the top of it yeah so we had like Renzo Rosso you know like the diesel guy who owned diesel founder of diesel, diesel. Yeah. so just to kind of name somebody so it it was what we felt like we were kind of doing something that meant that that they could value could add value to people mm. and people really loved it Mag, the magazine was doing really well with readers yeah <laughs> not, not financially so what happened is we then had kids and we thought well this magazine is not making any money and it's, it's a lot of energy as well. It took a lot of energy. It cost it costs a lot of energy to run a magazine. Cost a lot of it took a lot of energy. Took a lot of our energy and took a lot of our money. A lot of money, and it's funny because the team that we accumulated, they were doing it for free because they just mm. believed in the brand. But the, the odd thing, like you have a random cost, like somebody is mistakenly using pins, and then. Mm. 
You mean used, the stylist is the using stylist, it? Say it as it is. Yeah, the stylist <laughs> used, okay, one shoot we had, they used Jeez. a pin, okay, in a shirt that was worth £150. Mad. And then the shirt got ripped. As the, model, to, as the model was taking it off, the they shirt. took it off. But the, basically, the, the, the stylist had pinned the shirt to the model, but it pinned it to the models on the, on the vest. They yeah. weren't a vest underneath, they pinned it. So obviously, the, the model just thought they'd just taken off a shirt, but what they did is took it off and realized it was a yeah. rip. That's because it was pinned to the actual underclothing. So, so we had to pay for that shirt. Bruv. Um, I couldn't even were, wear the shirt. Yeah, because it's ripped. So, oh, because it's, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, there are quite a few things, you know, um, it costs quite a bit. That's what mm. I'm trying to say. Studios, all that stuff. Um, so we decided to stop it, but I'm not really talking about the magazine because even though I loved running the magazine, the magazine itself was was not where I'm going with it. It's the fact that I put a lot of energy into that because we thought we were doing we were following a purpose. And Mike and I were talking about how jobs, the whole concept of a job and the whole concept of a career is complicated mm. because one can pursue a career that they might not necessarily like. So, for example, let's use a lawyer, for example, or a banker. You have loads of hours, long hours, you know, you hardly see your family. If you're in, if you're working in the magic, so, um, what's it, magic it's circle. circle, law firm, you know, you're working very long hours, you're not seeing your family, but you're making loads of money. Um, same with um, a banker. But you get to enjoy certain things that life brings when you are able to. So maybe the odd weekend or mm. weekends, whatever, you get to enjoy, you go to restaurants, you get nice things, you don't have to think about certain things. So, <laughs> bless you. you. So there are a lot of, <laughs> bless you. Thank you. So that aspect, you might not necessarily enjoy your job, but you might enjoy what your job brings. Okay? <laughs> bless you. Thank you. Guys, we are a mess today. Thank so you. Um, uh, you might not necessarily enjoy the, the job, but you enjoy what the joy the job brings. Mm. And and we were talking about purpose and passion. And the thing is, we now are running our business again, um, not working in because basically what ended up happening is to cut a long story short. Have the magazine, have the kids before okay, let's go to full time. But the thing is about full time is doesn't really allow you to spend that much time with the kids because it's full time because it's full time <laughs> and it's counterintuitive so you, you decide you thought you're going to go to full time because of the kids but you're not really seeing the kids so you're like okay let's go let's do our business thing again and mm. the business thank god is doing well but i was talking about my choices and how fair enough i've been always since i can remember i've been always seeking passion and purpose. Mm. What am I passionate about? What am I, what is my purpose in this current season? Because I feel like sometimes you might have a purpose. You mm. have diff- sometimes you have different purposes. In my personal opinion, mm-hmm. so I understand that you know one can always seek passion and purpose, but there is also an element of life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's a balancing. Balancing, um, yeah, it's a balancing act. So basically, what I'm saying is, if I didn't go into that deep depression, <clears throat> common sense would have said, 
okay, you've got this degree, you've got a commercial law degree, go into law now. Do you mm. know what I mean? I personally didn't want to go into law because I'm a creative person mm. and I wanted to do things, create, I wanted to do things that involved creativity. But then we were having a conversation, Mike and I were having a conversation, and I was saying to him, but because of my choice to seek creativity and to seek what I love and enjoy, I had to do crap jobs anyway mm. to, cover, to, fund, the to fund the passion. So common sense would say you do the, the job that you don't necessarily like, so maybe the law job or the, or the banking job, mm. for a few years, stack up the money mm-hmm. and then pursue the passion. And mm. that's what a lot of bankers do anyway. So for example, you'll have a banker work for like work in the industry five years a good and do it well mm. stack up some um bonuses invest that money in places you mm-hmm. know a lot of a lot of the people that you see that are vcs used to be bankers used to be investment bankers but yeah. it's because they accumulated all that money from the bonuses and stuff they didn't want to do that long term it was never really their long-term plan you've got the odd person that chooses to really really climb up the ladder and stuff but i feel like that's rare that's somebody who's really really passionate about money mm-hmm. <laughs> but like <laughs> but i feel like um the people that are passionate about life maybe go into that industry for like a few years, five years or whatever. Yeah, when they they're young, they have a goal. They have a they have an end goal. They do that. They stack up the money. They do what they got to do. And then they seek life. As in, they enjoy the experiences that, you know, with the money that they've accumulated. Mm. But because of my life choices... Um, our life choices. Our life choices. Yeah. But what I'm talking about is like, because... I feel like, but the reason why I said it's my life choices is because mm. when we did TIT, I was doing loads of art direction, okay? Mm. And I did all the, you know, pretty much like, I did quite a lot of stuff with TIT, okay? Mm. But when you have a baby, a crying baby, a lot of the time that's not transferable. It wasn't seen as transferable. Mm. So I had to do a lot of different hustles whilst looking after the babies. Mm. If I decided to go and do law on the side whilst we was doing TYD, mm-hmm. then I could have consulted, I could have done all of that legal But is a law thing one can do, quote, quote, on the side? People, a lot of people work from home. Um, they do like the odd thing. Maybe they do like once a week or whatever. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And, and because obviously I chose to breastfeed both of the kids um, for pretty much over, over a year. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. A lot of the things I had to do, I had to, um, I had to get creative with the way I could make money. Mm. I worked with loads of finance firms um, because I'm good at sales. I worked with finance firms, made quite a lot of money through that. Um, mm. I obviously, um, you know, guys, I taught English. Had to get creative with it, and what I'm saying is, because we pursued passion mm. um, over making money, and I know that I think that. One should always pursue passion and purpose, but you need mm. to. I feel like now, in hindsight, there needs to be a logical approach, to, to, be a logical approach to it. That's mm. what I'm saying. In hindsight, obviously, it's too, like I'm 31 now, but what I'm saying is, if I was a 20 year old mm. and I was listening to this, and I had just about graduated from university, but I didn't want to pursue anything to do with my course, what I would do. Is I'll try for a good high high yielding pay paid job high high paying job. I'll, what I'll do to find your passion. Yeah, what I'll do is I'll try to find a high yield part time job 
But I don't think any high yield job is part time. No, but you start off like maybe you start off full time for mm. a few years. Do you know what I mean? But you make sure that they're flexible. You make sure that flexibility is in the contract. Mm. So that you're allowed to do certain things, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Because which is rare, though. Because it is very nowadays rare when you want a job and you're sitting there in your interview. You're not. You're not willing. You're yeah. not going to negotiate. You just but want a job. The thing is, if you're good, a lot of the time, once you've once you've done it for a couple of years and you've built yourself a reputation, mm. you start getting. You know, a few years. In fact, you start to build a bit of a reputation. You can. Mm. De- you start to get headhunted. When you get hunted, headhunted, then you're in a position where you can negotiate. Mm-hmm. do you know what I mean so a few years when you're out of uni fresh out of uni you, you bang it out a few years do what you can do what you do network you know work mm-hmm. those hours do what you got to do mm-hmm. and then you know because when you're straight out of uni you're what you're 21 yeah, so you you're got, young you're fresh you're, 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 you're hungry yeah you just bang well, you it out yeah bang <laughs> it out do what you got to do put your head down build yourself so that you can then pursue your fresh passion in peace mm-hmm. do you know what I mean um I feel like if you did a few years of banging out, networking, working your way up to the top, mm. yeah, because, you know, you've got loads of people that do manage to do that. Um, and then you do two years of flexible work after that. And then after that, you then pursue your passion properly, whatever. You make sure that you apply for a job that offers bonuses, that offers equity, that offers, you know... Um, what else? Bonuses, equity, mm. um, more than just 29 days of holiday, you know, all these things. You look for a job that does that. So startups are a really good place to start, I think, because mm-hmm. startups offer all these type of things, yeah. you know. So well, with startups, you don't get paid very much, but then you get all the perks, you know, mm. you get shares in the company, you get, you know, founders' yeah. rights, I guess. Exactly. Like that. that company gets acquired. You're winning. Mm. You're winning. So, um, yeah, so I was talking about life decisions and I feel like when I turned 30, I did a lot because I tend to self-analyze a lot because for a long time, guys, I've been trying... Because the way that Mike and I, did, um, we decided that when we got pregnant with... Um, because okay, okay, guys. So we did... TY, when we had TY, and when we had TYD, it was doing well. Mm-hmm. We're readers. <laughs> yeah. But... We didn't think that we were going to stop running TYD. But mm. what happened is we decided that we were going to get pregnant. We like we planned the pregnancy. Yeah. But then we lost our biggest client. Yeah. And so whilst running TYD, we were also running... Well, I was also freelancing, yeah. right? So we had a, a major, uh, I guess, the main client who retained us. Yeah. And that kind of kept us going. That allowed us to fund a few things with TYD. Yeah. So and then they went bust. They went bust. It was <laughs> yeah. So that company went bust. Um, so because of that, we were like, Mike was like, well, we can't do TYD anymore because I'm out of action. If we go into full time, and I feel, and we can't, you know, just mm. decide to do this. Um, we can't keep doing TYD, especially to the level it got. Yeah, because it got, we started to get quite like it. It, it was, was, it, was getting, it was it was growing. It was growing. It was growing, and the fact that we had. We we over the over the years we re ran TYD. Um, we had a quite a reputation within publishing in itself, so or a positive one anyway. So mm. you know, people would approach us for content, and people would you know, people wanted to meet with us and wanted to discuss things in the future. And it was like really like growing into something that we we wanted to grow in that particular direction. But when the client when our client went bust. 
that meant oh we panicked we panicked we panicked so we panicked <laughs> and instead of us thinking okay so we can get a full-time job and do this by the way guys let's not because here's another thing that we need to talk about you need to always pray and look yeah we're christians and we believe in prayer mm -hmm. you need to pray for wisdom knowledge and understanding because decisions just need to because be made certain decisions need to be made because there was one point in the time um, at that time that mike was actually approached for a contract yeah 12 freelance month, role 12 months month contract role. At something, was, like, something like 250, 350 a day. It's like, like two, 270 a day. Yeah. And at the time, keep in mind that at the time, we were, because we make way, way more than that now, mm. like double that now. Yeah. But, calm. yeah. But what we, but at the time, that would have been life changing money. And also would have been the perfect position. Yeah. Because it was freelance, which meant that. We would have, we would have made able... more money yeah. per month. It's an interesting way to think about that. We yeah. would have made more money per month, which would then accelerated efforts in TYD, TYD. whilst we were still pregnant anyway. Yeah. But, anyways, <laughs> for some reason, we didn't take it. Okay. Yeah. There's not going to go into it. Go into it. <laughs> so, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding is very important. And mm. as a child, me and my mom, we've had loads of ups and downs, but she's given me some gems. Okay. Mm. And sometimes there have been random gems like, don't let anybody ever blackmail you. Just let everybody, if, if somebody tries to blackmail you, just expose it, open your mouth, tell everybody yourself, yeah. Random things like that. I don't mm. even know why she would tell me that, but I was like, cool, yeah. Cool. But one thing as a child that my mum used to tell me, from a child, I can't even, like, I, I just know that it's been since I was literally, mm. like, Ivan's age. Um, and we do the same with Ivan, yeah is to pray for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Mm -hmm. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. For you to make good decisions. Make sure you make good decisions, the right decisions. And, I mean, we weren't making good decisions at the time, but we felt like at the time... We were. We were. So we stopped TYD. And um, at the time, it was really popping as well because like we had just recently launched and um, done an issue with james middleton yeah we launched the iphone we launched the edition. iphone edition we actually put money in actually no we, we, we were paid blessed. a little bit of money we paid a little it. money for it but we were really like people knew about us at the time like it was popping mm. <laughs> you know you know we were featured on e-news it was popping mm. um and that was not the time for us to stop but we did um, because we invested so much. We we start just just to offer more clarity on that point. We start because our thinking at the time was, shit, we got a child coming, and no contract, no contracts. Children cost money. We want to make sure we give the child the best thing, so we need to do something. Yeah, but funny enough, going into the full time job, Mike said, "You hold it down. You're gonna try to you work on the dreams. You work on the dreams. I make sure the bills I, are paid. I make sure the bills are paid. That was the plan. And at the time, I was trying to get a what a couple one of our well a few of a couple ideas up and running. Mm. And I had loads of issues with CTOs. I've yeah. been effing with trying. To, I've been dealing with nonsense CTOs for many many years, guys. Mm. Um, and I feel like like I was just I kept saying to Mike like I wished I wished that I put my energy into something else than really trying to 
deal with these CTOs, having conversations with them, what's the update, what's the update, and being, t- they were wasting my time. Yeah, being messed around. Messed around, and I, because of all the energy that went into that, I didn't really have mo- a, a moment to really sit down and be and reflect on the life decisions I've made because I put so much energy in trying to launch those ideas, mm. and I didn't think, you know what, instead of me doing all these, these jobs, obviously like the jobs that I've been doing were a lot of money, I, I didn't enjoy them, no. um, but I was making a lot of money. I wouldn't have enjoyed the law thing either, but I, was still, I would have still been making more money, whatever. Mm. I feel like it would have been worthwhile me at least using my degree because I spent money on the degree. And, I'm, and regardless of all the... We're making money now and I'm having to pay that degree, that, that, that back, even though I've never used mm. it, which is actually annoying. Mm. So... Um, yeah, and I was thinking to myself, I should have just used the freaking degree. It's jarring because I've had to do all these jobs, and yeah, like I've made money because I'm a hustler, mm. but <laughs> I, I could have just used my degree. Yeah. Um, but when I turned 30, I really did some reflection, and I was like, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to F up on this this decade, and I'm going to yeah. make sure I accumulate skills. Loads we, we, have, of skills. we both had this conversation, yeah. and was like, <clears throat> the, the cross of the conversation mainly went as we enter 30 this is our last decade okay we we've been in situations where we we've been in situations where we could have done better done better and our lives would be different right now you know bitcoin um <laughs> you know there's many opportunities where we could have you know made a lot of money and our lives would be different monetary wise right mm. so we were like well we're in, thir- we're in our thirties now. We we felt where well, we feel that <clears throat> our thirties is the time where we didn't. Okay, we missed out and you know really striking the beginning twenties. But the twenties were all about learning from the deci- bad decisions we made, mm. and our thirties would now be learning from those decisions, praying for more wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, mm. and making better decisions in 2020 making more responsible decisions mm. like really taking our time not panicking and really thinking about a decision thoroughly mm. before taking a step because in our minds or in our in our in our heart of hearts like at 40 we want our lives not to be like mm. you know we're hustling really, away kind exactly of thing. we're really so focusing we're really focusing on the whole fire community which is i think it's freedom um, in early retirement or something like that, something like that, um, or something like that. But the fire mm. community guys, um, and I feel like we're just trying to focus on how much we can accumulate mm. and what decisions we can make to make sure that this decade is a bit more better. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody, all the people that are younger and under thirty, I really hope that you guys are just making better decisions yeah. before you're thirty. But I feel like. We've really, really this um, during our in our twenties. We really seek the whole entrepreneurial route, and sometimes it works out for people, and sometimes it doesn't. I think. I think one of the things that we discussed as well was the, the thing in our twenties that we 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 pursued passions, but again, we would have thought, okay, could we have gone about it a different way? In the yeah. sense of could because, for example, running a magazine it's it's a rich kid game, isn't it? Yeah. Like you need money to kind yeah. of run something. 
for it to be pushed out, for it to be successful, to have the right team kind of thing. That we did it ourselves. We did a phenomenal we job. We did a great job. But 20, imagine I mean, the amount of readers that we got, the type yeah. of exposure that we got. Just for imagine just if we, two of us. Yeah, just imagine insane. if we had that financial backing, mm. it'll be mental. Mm. Um, if but I, I think what I don't want to sound, I don't want to make this a race thing. But if it was two white kids doing, it could be. It would have been a different story it because different TYD story. would have been would have blown up. I remember there was one time when I met up with a guy. Um, um, I spoke I, because I was because there was a point when we were actually seeking investment, and um, I remember meeting up with a guy, um, and we met up in um, the, at a point. There was a time when Mike and I were registered to a private members club, so I was like, "Let me up, and let's meet up in my members club." So he met up, met me in my members club, and um, it was weird. Like the guy thought that I don't know what he thought he was going to get from that meeting because I was. Like I messaged him in the on LinkedIn. I messaged two people on LinkedIn, and these two people were people that their businesses had just gone public. They were billionaires, guys. Yeah, mm. and I was like, "Oh, guy, um, I'd really like you to invest in our magazine." And it, what um, the thing is, it had recognition. People, we had GQ watching us, and we started to notice that GQ was even copying some of the stuff that we were doing. Yeah, and um, I, I, um, I contacted um, a couple people, and. Um, I met up with two, a few people and for some strange reason, these guys, I don't know what they thought because I spoke in the meeting, in the text and I mean in the message in LinkedIn, I was like, you know, I run a magazine, trying to, I'm looking for investment, whatever. And I don't know if they thought that the investment message was a smokescreen for me getting some sugar daddy or something. But when I met up with them, they were being very like inappropriate and stuff with me mm. and they weren't listening. They were just... You're so beautiful. You're this. You're, oh, 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 and it really pissed me off because I was thinking, okay, well, there's a. I, I understand that some you might you know find somebody attractive, but mm. I was showing them the stuff, and I had a great presentation. They're like, it's a, an amazing magazine, blah blah blah. But it they were just kind of like messing us around and stuff. Mm. There was times when we even came up with a concept. Mike and I came up with a really solid concept when we were about. I think we were even, we weren't even. We were about 21 at the time mm. we, and we had meetings with an investor and the thing about investors is they don't inv- they don't oh yeah they don't invest the yeah they don't invest in the people no they don't invest in the actual product they invest in the people so you might have a solid product but if they don't really care for you because you're black or because you're not referred from one of their friends or because you know they don't they see you as potentially they, very high or, risk. Or they see you as high risk for some particular reason or the other. Then they're not going to work with you. You might actually be somebody that they love. Maybe you've they've had a solid referral from one of their friends and family or, you know, they just know you, you in their circle somehow. Even if you have a rubbish idea, they will help you refine that idea. They'll make mm. that idea something, you know. And we gave one of, um, we met up with one of one investors. And the thing about investors, they don't like to sign NDAs. They refuse to sign NDAs. So they're like, no, we made with so many people. So met with some investors and they, ref- and they were like, we really, really like this idea, but you don't have an experience, which is bullshit. Cool. Well, obviously, it's a brand new freaking it was concept. Brand new concept. No one Nobody. We were. I'm sorry, guys. We're actually beyond our t- like completely. Yeah, a lot, lot of ideas were way ahead of our we're time. Ahead of our time. Same with TYD. TYD was too early for its for the time we mm. released it. So, again, we learned timing is everything. Timing is everything. So we met up with these people, and they were chatting shit. And then basically, tell me why, like a couple years later, 
a business literally identical to, to our, our concept. concept got released and got funding and got funding and we were like oh cool 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 that and the thing is you're like it's just uh, it, it it made us understand that sometimes you have to f- create your own opportunities mm-hmm. you have to create your own doors and that's why for example now thank god we're in the situation where we've got a business that is working well because we've made things happen we've it's done taken a good we've taken a, it it's taken a decade to for it to happen yeah. but what we've we've got ourselves to the position where we can accumulate enough money for ourselves yeah. and invest in our Absolutely. And I think another highlight of that conversation was a blessing touched on it just at the beginning of this particular segment was kids are a blessing. And I've we've always we've always we've always acknowledged that if we didn't have kids, and we will ask ourselves the question, if we didn't have kids, do you think our mentality would be the way it is now? Because when you think about we have Ivan and we've got Mateus, and we look at them and think, these guys have everything. Like at this point in their lives, they have everything. They they don't know any other life. They literally live a life of luxury. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they wake up, they, you know, they eat anything they want. They have all the toys they want. They, you know, they have all the nice clothes they want. They can, you know, anything they want, they can get, right? And we've always said that, you know, do you think the fact that we have kids has really like sharpened our focus and our, our desire to make good decisions? Because obviously we have goals for them. <laughs> Do you know what mm. I mean? So it's like, I think that's another thing that's helped us in the, in the, as well. I'm not saying obviously go out, have kids so you could think quietly. You could, you could think wisely because, you know, that's not what you, that's not what you should do. But in our, in our, in our journey anyway, we've, we believe that our kids have driven us to really think above and beyond. Because now when you've got kids as well, you can't just make stupid decisions. You can't make... And unfortunately, you cannot make irrational decisions. You know what I mean? Every decision really has to be thought out because when there's kids in play, you know, the risks are higher compared to before you had kids. Which we, we always tell people before they have kids, listen, make, take all the risks you got. Do you know what I mean? Because back in the day when you were like living on £5 a week, yeah, or £5 a month, No right? way we could have done that. I mean, but it was just you and I, isn't it? It's yeah. fine. You know, whatever we're doing, we could live. If, if we didn't have any food in the fridge... Ain't no no one gonna cry by it. We're not worried, but it's just you and I. Do you know what I mean? If God forbid we're out of the streets, it would just be you and I. Mm. But you can't do that with children mm. because with children, it's a different level. It's a different level kind of thing. So I feel like, um, yeah, with, with children, we, we've we've really we've really ensured that our decisions we're making are really been really like but the thing is that being said we make really calculated decisions but Mm. when you're entrepreneurs nothing can really be planned yeah it's all it's all about about, an element of risk as well isn't it it's about faith we're living in faith i don't think you can you can honestly i'm gonna be frank you can plan so much you can do what you gotta do but at the end of the day if you do not have god on your side then whatever you're doing is literally Mm. relevant and i feel like since we've been, um, and I do feel like that, um, This, you know, obviously I started off talking about how, you know, I should have used my degree, but there is an element of some people, they spend 10 years in a company and then get re- made redundant and they don't know what to do. And now mm. they're just redundant and they're thinking, I've spent 10 years of my, of my life working in the, for this company. Mm. What else do I know? What else do I can I do? 
Mm. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of people find themselves lost lost after 10 years working mm. for a company. So it's double-edged sword, to be frank. You know, you work for a company, you, go, you know, now corona happens, recession happens, and you're screwed. Yeah. I remember there was a time when I was actually working even in, um, when I was in uni, working in a market research company, and there was a woman that was working in a company for about 10 years. She got made redundant. And um, she was working in a market research company too. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. you spend so many years in a company getting paid so much. She said that her salary, she she was on a really high salary. You get mm. paid a high salary. You have a you you know you you have a certain lifestyle that you're used to, and mm. then something happens. Like nothing is guaranteed. Nothing yeah. is guaranteed at all. You and for us, we have a very faith driven driven life. The mm. only like at the end of the day, we know that nothing nothing we do can be achieved without God we are Christians and we say this and we talk about it yes we talk about sex we love talking about sex because this is how we are yes at the end of the day you know we do you know you had the odd profanity profanity because we're not perfect at the end of the day the reason why Jesus came is because he came for the sinners he he rolled with a group of people that you know he, his friend was one of his friends was a prostitute just happened to be a prostitute another one of his friends just happened to be a hothead that cut ears off you know at the end of the day, ways, at the end of the day, like Jesus came for people that were imperfect and mm. we're imperfect, we're openly imperfect. Yeah. Um, but we also have faith in this yeah. is because we're Christians and we have faith in in Jesus. And I feel like our faith in him has allowed us to 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 um uh to to aspire and mm. to to hope for a better future for mm. us. And the thing is we were for ourselves and we were reflecting because we tend to do this all the time. We're reflecting on We do a lot of reflecting. We we do this all the time. So we were reflecting on how much we've achieved within four years. Mm. And you know, there's a lot more for us to do. We've got so much more to do. Yeah. But we feel like we like to live each and we like to live our life day by day because at the end of the day, today as a all of a all of, own. Yeah. Yep. So tomorrow is another is another kettle of fish. Mm. So you don't want to be thinking about tomorrow. You want to be thinking about today. And today we are blessed. Mm. Today we've been fed. Today mm-hmm. we are warm. Today our kids are happy. Do you know what I mean? And I just feel like, yeah, there are great things that are going to happen. And mm-hmm. Mike and I were talking about how, you know, there was a point when we actually didn't have a car. We went to visit. I remember one of his friends got engaged and they had an engagement party and we had to go there public transport and you know we didn't feel very good about we it. didn't feel that great about it and then i recently failed my driving test um you know my just my ninth test i failed it but then straight after my ninth test the next day the next day we bought a car and it was kind of like a, oh we need to buy a car we need to buy a car okay let's just buy a car cool cool let's buy a car we went to the dealers bought the car and that was it car bought do you know yeah. what i mean but Four years ago, we'd have never thought that we would be able yeah. to do something like that. There's an element that we live in this entrepreneurial life, which is what we're doing now full time. Mm. Is, and I think every entrepreneur, Christian or not, acknowledges that there's there has to be a, an element of faith to what you're doing. You've got to really believe. Like even entrepreneurs, don't, entrepreneurs who are not Christian, they'll call it luck. You need a bit of luck, right? Where in our case, we're like, you just need a bit of faith. Mm. You need a lot of faith. And just like, just go with it. Mm. And if it happens, it's because it's meant to happen. And somebody that's not Christian would be like, you know, if the universe wants you to do it. the universe. Like all the universe. For somebody who's who's not Christian, I'm not even going to get started. For the atheists out there, they'll be like, luck. For for the uh, spiritualists, they'll be like, the universe. The universe. But But everyone acknowledges you have to have 
Something. An element of faith. Yeah. There has to be faith in there. Yeah. Whether you call it luck, whether you call it the universe. Because even even somebody who's not Christian will still be like, oh, you know, you need to do positive thinking because, you know, the energy, mm. you, the energies that you put out there is the energies God that you God has put these principles out there, man. Yeah. There's the principles. Yeah. They're really so, out there. So, who, so, you know, at the end of the day, your negative, negativity will follow you. Yeah. Your positive, positive, positivity will that's follow you. It. And that's why when I was depressed for that year, everything wasn't working. Mm. Everything was falling through. My energy... We weren't, we weren't in agreement. We weren't in Even agreement. Even if one of us was positive and the other was negative, it would never have worked. Yeah. Because, you know. So all of that, pos- all that negative energy kind of covered our life and everything just wasn't working. And it was a horrible one. Now, terrible, Worse than this year. Terrible. Worse. Probably Ten the times. Worst, the worst year of our lives. Worst year of our lives, completely. Do you know what I mean? This year... Like, like this year compared to Corona, I picked this year. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. Because this year, like, we were able to... The, like, for that example... Year, I said this year. But yeah, that year versus yeah. Corona, I picked this year. Yeah. yeah. Because if you think about it, like... Corona, yeah. If, let's say, yeah... Uh, this is drastic. For example, we were surviving on maybe £5 a week. It wasn't like £5, about £5 a week or £5 a month. Five pound a week. Sometimes it'll be five pound a week. Sometimes yeah. it'll be literally just nothing. Yeah. What you got air. for the month, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just air. So we'll get a, buy a pack of chicken wings, put it in the freezer because you know it'll freeze. We just have like what we really potatoes. survived on was flour. Flour. That's where blessing started. And as made bread. Flour. I started getting fat too. Imagine yeah. we're yeah. poor, you know, but I'm getting fat. Yeah. People, people <laughs> were like, oh wow, you really look after Michael. I'm like, yeah, bro, Michael's probably getting worse. It's like, Pfft. yeah. Bro. So. um flower <laughs> so yeah so at that time um yeah i just i we feel just like we just survived we just did what we gotta do you know what i mean and i feel like that year if you think about even this year with corona fair enough we run a business okay guys so during the lockdown business slowed down a bit that's the thing, it slowed down, but it never stopped. It didn't stop. It just slowed down. It slowed down. But considering how much we usually make on a monthly basis, mm. it was drastic, yeah? It, yeah, it slowed down. Yeah. yeah. But as soon as things kept pick up, picking up again, it was almost like we've been over like bombarded. It's like, yeah, it's like the overflow of the, work the now. Case, yeah. So during that time, we obviously had to dip into our savings and all of that. But I feel like we had the savings. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, obviously yeah. it was money we, that we have to... We were to... wise enough to create. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, yo, we're blessed enough to have the savings. Oh, wow, we're blessed enough. Do you know what I mean? So, the, uh, so anyways, we've had, because the boys are home full time as well, food shop has been a mad one. I wish I anticipated that. Yeah. I wish I... Didn't, I, I didn't believe I didn't, food shop would. Me neither. Because our food shop, guys... Believe it or not, because I know most people, whenever I tell anybody this, they're going to be like, how the hell do you, does, does a family afford and you spend that amount of money? Mm. Before, the, before the lockdown, we were spending £40 a week on, on food. £50. £50 when we £50. bought rice. £50 when yeah, we bought rice. We rice but a bit because we had a, provisional, we had a provisional balance of yeah. £10 in case we need to buy rice or meat. Yeah. So we'll have an extra £10, mm-hmm. but that's only if we were going to buy rice or but meat. The base, but the base was £40 a month. £40 so, a week, sorry. Yeah, week. £40 a week. So whenever people, whenever we told anybody that, they were like, Yo, how, does, how does a family of four spend £40? £40, £40? You, you buy ingredients, and Yeah, so there's not a, food. Exactly. So there are a lot of people out here that are spending £40 and they're just one person. We're like, cool, that's you. Whereas yeah. with us... Just buying bare ready food. <laughs> Buy ingredients. Yeah. So we spent on average about £40 a month. If we wanted to buy rice or ingredients or nappies, 
will be like, uh, you know, about mm. 50 pound. Now, because of the lockdown, it's doubled. Yeah. Sometimes it's Come. 90 pound. Sometimes. At least 80 pounds. At least minimum 80 pounds. Headache. Because we've not... Like, our boys like bougie bread. They like bread. They like bird toilet. They yeah, like... They like bougie bread, bougie butter. <laughs> because I told you, bread is all a part of the experience. Yeah. So just link it back to the first segment. But yeah. Like the bread is, is part of the they, toast they just, There's certain things that we can't buy. Like for example, we, I tried to buy Tesco Value Burger Sauce. No chance. There was no they chance. not eat that shit. I'm always trying to buy Tesco Value anything. I'm telling you. The, and Mike's always like, why? Why, why do you bother they doing it? Like they don't like this. They're they, no quality, And mate. I'm just like, let me buy try. The Heinz. And then I'm always like, let me try. <laughs> it's going to be very... It's... And Mike's like, you're just going to waste money because they're not going to have it and then we're going to have to throw yeah. it out. Yeah. 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 We bought the burger sauce. Did they eat the burger sauce? They nope. don't like the burger sauce. <laughs> they told me, I don't like this burger sauce. It's not nice. <laughs> Who had to eat it? We had to eat it. <laughs> Because it's okay, we've had experience, we can eat cheap stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so like this has been a, a so regards so even though the lockdown and COVID has been a very stressful stressful year, mm. it has not been the most stressful year that we have personally experienced. I also think because ladies and gentlemen, our um, our mentality is it can always be, but... What's the, what's the, what's the worst, worst that, that can happen? happen? Really? Like, what's the worst that can happen? I feel like we've been through the shittest of times. Shittest. I don't think it can get any shitter than what we've been through. No. Nope. Like... Nope, not at all. If there's anything in the shitter, then Guys, fair enough. Guys, this is very TMI, and I feel very uncomfortable even sharing this with you, just to let you understand... It's a TMI podcast. Yeah, but just to let you understand how bad it's been for us before... Mm. We've spoken about this. I think I know okay. like, what you're about to say. There's been... They, when we had no money, guys, I had to use a plastic bag, you know, like a bag, um, supermarket, um, shopping bag. Mm. And I would cover that. I would tie it around myself when mm. I was on my period because we couldn't afford even one pound period, co- pads. period pads. Yeah. That's how deep it is. Yeah, man. So I think it, it can't get any shitter than that. It can't. That get was shit pretty that, shit. That was pretty. <laughs> that was a pretty shit time. And now it, it 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 it's wild for me to think that we casually spent five pound in a second. Like I can buy one thing for five pounds and not feel away about shop, it. Amazon, I'll just an Amazon, Amazon shop. Prime. Oh, is that how much? Okay. Uh, do you know what I mean? An Amazon mm. shop can easily be that, and we spend. Uh, it's wild, mm. but to think that we would survive on five pound a month. With no period pads. With no period pads. It's beyond me. So this year, in my own person, in my personal, in my personal opinion, has not been that bad. Mm. It's not been that bad. I've been able to buy period pads. I've been, in, yeah. back, in fact, I'll buy multiple. I'll buy five packs of period pads. Mm-hmm. I'm cool, you know. And if you link it back to to Chadwick, my man has cancer. He had cancer. He was living with cancer, living through chemo, living through all the shit that comes with cancer. And still producing excellence, like you would never know. Never this know. guy's got cancer. No, he never, he never, kind of, he, he never did what we did. Just you know, cower, cower up and just yeah. like lie in bed all day. Exactly. He went on and just, just did it. And he had cancer, guys. He cancer. had cancer. Like, cancer. If you met anybody with cancer, you could, you could see the effect that cancer has on someone's body and yeah. someone's emotions it, and someone's everything. like vibe in general. But to think that you had cancer for the past four years and you released. All these amazing films, mm. including Black Panther, the, the most 
ultimate on the wall. He did Marshall as well, wasn't it? Marshall. Anyways, yeah, sorry. Guys. Like yeah. he did, he did, he did, he did a lot of things. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just thinking to myself today, like he's really an incredible guy because, yeah. um, excuse me, because like you had cancer, man. You had cancer, like. You you watch adverts on TV and you see cancer patients, they're they really like they feel sorry for themselves because it's like I can't do anything. I'm too weak. Do you know what I mean? And you know, I'm not taking anything away from cancer patients, but what I find incredible about Chadwick was the fact that I don't know where that strength came from. You found that strength and you carried on and you did awesome things. And think about even Black Panther in itself, it was a very active movie. Yeah. Very active Loads movie. And I'm thinking to myself, my God, now I'm looking back and I'm thinking Shit, he had cancer through that movie, you know? And it was a very active movie. I think you're like, did he take breaks? When you like, look at interviews, you can kind of tell those the signs were there. Looking at it now, you kind of think, oh, why does he feel why does he why does he look a bit tired? Or why does he feel like and you think, oh, now now it makes sense. But back then I just thought maybe he just he's just really busy and he's just like hasn't slept yet, you know what I mean? But like mm. for me, for me, Chadwick's life says that you know, you have no excuse. And this is, I guess, is where it links with us in the sense of like, we've been through shit times. Mm. You know what I mean? And now because we've been Obviously through... Obviously not cancer. Not cancer, no. Obviously that's, that's a different level, isn't it? But what I'm saying is like, our mentality is now, we've been through shit times. Like, we have nothing to lose. We have nothing to lose. And the thing mm. is, is like, even though I'd be crying at home, crying at home and stuff, whenever I went out, mm. people won't know that I was going through depression. I guess that's the same thing with that's Chadwick. That's the scary Nobody thing as well. Nobody would know. That's even the scary thing because Mike actually would force me every now and then to go for a walk. We'll go for a walk around, you know, we used to live in Green Lanes in um, Haringey. So, well, we, London, no, we, well, we used to live in Manor House. In Tottenham. Yeah, Tottenham. Yeah. And Mike would be like, babes, get out of bed, get about, we're going to go for a walk. We're going to go for a walk. And come on, let's go for a walk. Come, come on, let's go for a walk. So we'll go for a walk and stuff. Um, and I'd be like, oh. and I knew he'd, he'd be coming because he'd always make me go for the walk just to get some fresh air, or whatever. We'll go for the walk and we'll talk and, you know, just talk about life and stuff like that. But, you know, the interactions that we'd have with random people, random people would decide that they want to pop by. They'll never know that I'm depressed. They'll never mm. know what I was going through. Do you know what I mean? And even we, when we launched TYD, they would have never known that I had just come out of a really deep depression and I had, mm. you know, all of that. Nobody would have known and nobody knew that Chadwick Boseman was going through colon cancer and he had a really good secure group of people that didn't leak it do you know what I mean which and I think is impressive it's impressive he had, he had well. a really good small um, you know people are blessed the people that are that have the right people around them it's honestly a blessing to find to have that those type of people around you do you know what I mean it's not really easy to have a, um, a small group of people that you can trust that you know won't leak it do you know what I mean mm. because most of the time people are always out here trying to make money people are always out here trying to get a quick buck so the fact that he had such a small intimate group of people that weren't willing to tell you know willing to share to that information sell the, story, yeah. sell the story that's amazing and you know um, but yeah like I feel like he's just an amazing person and you can tell why people looked at him in awe because the people close to him probably knew they obviously knew that what he was going through and they were just looking at him and all like, this guy's incredible. You know what I mean? 
Um, yeah, and I, I know that it was like an image where he people were just talking about how he looked. He was looking too skinny and things like that. And he had to like switch off the comments and just remove the picture and things like that because mm. people were talking about him how he lost too much weight and stuff. And you should never, you should never, just, uh, you never know. You, you never know what people are going know. through. You just don't know what people are going through. Um, but yeah, so I feel like and it's funny as well when we're talking about our five our five pound um, era. Like we'll, we'll still like visit people and people will never know. Like, never, these guys never are know. poor, you know. Yeah, people <laughs> never know. They'll never Legit. know. They'll never know. In fact, they were like, no "Wow, clue. you're really enjoying because Mike was fat now because you know <laughs> he was like a 36 waist because he was eating all the bread." I was fat, man. So <laughs> I was fat, bro. So stumpy. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So they thought he was really like enjoying life because you know nobody knew we were married. By the way, nobody knew that we were married for oh, like a good four years. Yeah. Um, we were we we probably told people we were married probably on the fourth year. Of being married, whatever. So, mm. but anyways, yeah, they just assumed that we were cohabitating, living in sin. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah. But I'm really grateful because our thirties have really just kind of like shown us yeah. that God is faithful all the time. You know, I'm I've, I'm finally building something that I'm really passionate about. And mm. I was even reading an art, um, creating one, our own opportunities. Creating our own opportunities, and I, I was reading something that I wrote in my A levels as my A level um, sociology coursework, and I did really well. I got like an A <laughs> or whatever, um, and it was coursework based on the black community. Um, and I'm, you know, it's something I am really passionate about. You guys have listened to me talk about race all the time. I actually get triggered when somebody says they don't see color. My four year old sees color. Why can't mm. you see color? Open your fucking eyes. Yeah. Sorry, but for profanity, but it is what it is. So, um, yeah, so I'm really passionate about that and I'm really grateful that I've been able to teach myself how to code. Mm. Again, create our own opportunities, Creating something that we've only really picked up in our 30s. Yeah, exactly. Because in our 30s. So we thought in our 30s, ah, actually, I want to say yeah. something. In our 30s, the reason why for me the coding is so, um, you picking up coding is so monumental in our journey is because. For for a good decade, we wasted time on other people. We relied on yeah coding for us, right? Yeah. And another thing is like, do you know what? We're not going to go through another year of relying on people to do shit for us because clearly they don't care and they don't have the the passion that we do. So we even paid a group of people to do we, it. We remember? paid. It gets mad when you pay people, you know, because then people just start moving extra mad. So it's like you think the ones you pay who are them, doing it for free, do the job. the shares will do the, not do the job. The ones you pay are. Are also well, the problem with the ones they pay is that they're underestimated. They're thinking, mm. oh yeah, it's a small job. And they get through to the into the nooks and crannies and realize, oh shit, it's a really big job. Mm. I don't do this shit anymore. And they kind of walk away and then waste time and shit. So we thought in our thirties, we owe it to ourselves, we owe it to our children to make sure we make our own opportunities and blessings like fuck this. Again, I'm not excusing myself with the profanity, because <laughs> this is my podcast. Um, but like, F this, I'm gonna learn to code. And I was like, yeah, you should, because, you know. I've always said I was going to learn how to code. Her, her best and blessing brain is wired that way. Her, because she's so logical, it makes sense for her to, to learn a logical-based skill, a logic-based skill in the sense of like A plus B equals C kind of thing. Like, you can pick things out like that. And I've always told her for that, like, you can do that shit. Like, literally, you can do it. And I was saying that she's doing it. And it's like, it feels, we feel a, a certain degree of satisfaction and positivity because like, oh shit, now we're a full double whammy now. Like, yo, we can code. 
we can brand, we can design. Mm. We're good. Mm-hmm. It's actually funny. I was speaking to one of my friends, and my friends are like, "You guys are literally like a powerful double whammy now that you're mm-hmm. coding." Because she saw my, she, I was showing her, I was showing her the app that I'm creating, and she was just mind blown. Like, you created that, and I was like, "It's not finished. It's, ne- it's not even next mm. to finish." But yeah, like, what gets my dick hard? <laughs> what gets my dick hard? Profanity, yes, I don't care. But what gets my, I'm obviously intoxicated at this point. <laughs> what gets my penis really hard is, <laughs> is. Yesterday, I'm um, blessed like, oh, so I've obviously I've designed the app. I've I've created the user interface of the app. I've designed it, and the goodness of blessing to bring it to life. And she's like, oh, I'm um, so um, just like you know, this is and this and this and that. I'm like, oh, cool, let's fix it then. So I sat down next to her and I was like, so um, that box is too small. We need to make it wider. This this that she like, tap it away, and boom, it happened. I was like, shit. I was like, so, but for me, for me, anyway, from from a coding perspective, I'm like, how did you know that that needs to go in that corner? Because your code is just lines. <laughs> for me, I have to drag a box into a corner for me to know that box is in the if corner. You use Webflow. I use Webflow. There's a mm. program called Webflow. Like, so when I use Webflow, I drag a box into a corner. Then I start tinkering the numbers, knowing that something can happen to that box in that corner. But you don't have a visual platform like that. Yours is just. Lines uh, of code. You're just a black screen with lines of words on it and these weird symbols and stuff. So it was like, how did you know that that was what you're dealing with? How did you know that that was meant to be in that particular position? And it blew me away. I'm like, bruv, well, we're going to be fine, man. <laughs> we're going to be fine. It's, you know what I find so wild, yeah? Because I was actually clocking up myself. Like Mike was sitting next to me and he's like, babe, so we need to, can you, need, you need to add to this and this and this. And I was like and he's like should I go and I was like no it's done and he was like yo <laughs> like, yeah, what, what, how did what you do, you mean do it's done? Like, so you knew what, like yeah yeah <laughs> and I was like wow and I was speaking to myself wow like <laughs> I'm really a coder <laughs> legit she can actually code without looking it, no well, well I mean you can write something and it appears on the page yeah, like, yeah it's not because like because in design where yeah. you design something and it's directly instantly on the page you can write something. Yeah. I know it's going to be like that. Yeah, because basically we're, we're using a system that allows you to see. So we've got a simulator. So it's like an iPhone emulator, simulator, whatever. And we also have a. We also use him looking at the app on my phone. So we're looking at it on my phone and stuff. And he he was holding the phone and he was like, "Do I need to go away?" So I was like, "No, nah, babe, it's there. You check. Just check." He was like, "Wait, you just did it now." I'm like, so yeah, just, just press the refresh button. Just press the refresh button. He's like, "Yo." Oh, snap. <laughs> I was like, I personally like. I was thinking to myself, no, like, I've come a long way because, mm. um, I because I've been learning, I've been coding for about a year, mm. but I've been app developing for about four months since lockdown. Since lockdown, and I feel like. But also, we've also viewed lockdown as a luxury because it's yeah. allowed us the time, time to really. Go ham because yeah. you've been picking at the at development. You've been picking at it throughout the year. Yeah, I've been picking at it for. But lockdown it, yeah. allowed you to now really like get your knife and fork out and really cut through it. Yeah, because the thing is, I wouldn't say that I was comfortable with code even after before before lockdown. I wouldn't say I was confident with code, mm. but then after doing it for four months consistently. I'm proper like coding away, might sitting there, it's like, do I need to? I'm like, no, it's done, mm. and I'm just shocked that. In, th- in four months that's happened the progress mm. is that drastic you know I'm really proud of myself I, I'm so happy that I've accumulated this superpower because yeah. it is a superpower because we've spent four we've spent many many years over six seven years trying to work with 
useless CTOs. And I'm calling them useless CTOs because they're all useless. They're all useless all of them. because Every they'll, because they'll say that they're gonna, they're working on something. And the thing is, when you are a very gifted, gifted, gifted coder, you can do certain things so quickly. You can finish it. And if you wanted to, you can finish it in a week and it'll be done. And the reason why somebody will tell you three months, they're just dragging it out. Yeah. They're actually dragging it out because so they've, they've got, got they've got other con- they've got other contracts, so they're dragging it out. They're telling you three months, but they can if they wanted to sit down, do it within a and three in in a in a week. The reason, because you're a coder, you can actually actively confidently say that. I can confidently say that, but because I'm learning how to code, mm. I'm just a newbie. That's why it's taking me longer because I'm still a newbie. I'm yeah. learning as I go. But when it comes to UI development, I can do UI. You know, like if I do something, I can show like it might sort it. Visual design, yeah, visual, yeah. visual, visual, did visual coding. I if I do UI development and show like how it looks, whatever. If I if I focus on one section, I'm sure Mike that I can do that in a couple hours. Do that, whatever. You know, show mm. Mike this is how I've done it. Um, in a, a lot of the time, we've been. I now that I'm a coder, I know that we've been messed around. We've paid some people as well. They've really messed us around. Like they'll show us UI. That now in my heart, they they'll show us after three months some UI that could have been done in a couple of days. Easy. Easy. I know that because I've like I've had my I can do it now. And you're so, learning. And I'm learning. So I've seen somebody do something that they'll show us something as their progress report. So I'll say, this is what we've done, this is what we've achieved, yeah. Um, but they're showing us something that could easily be done. Like, oh, let me just quickly bang something out in a couple of hours. They wouldn't even know. They wouldn't mm. even know the difference. Yeah, yeah. They'll just the, buy, they've pulled the wall over our eyes yeah, for a very long time. For a long time. time. Let me just quickly, but I haven't done shit at all, but there's a progress meeting like in an hour. Let me quickly bang something out and show them what I've done. Mm. And that's basically what they've been doing. And we were like, okay, and it we're, seemed like a lot. Oh, wow, that's a lot. But because we don't know, we didn't know code at mm. the time, we thought that was a lot. I know what is possible in a, in a week. I know what is possible in a month. I know what's possible in three months. If you really know code... Like properly no code. I don't properly know code. I know. I think I. I can confidently say I properly know UI though. UI mm. development because I get it. I do get it. There's certain bits that are still a bit tricky, but most of it is pretty straightforward. Mm. Um, because I, I I deal with JavaScript and React. I, I don't think that's really relevant for you. But if you're a coder, you'll know what I'm talking about. Mm. So. Um, React. React native. native. React native is an app development platform. So basically. There are people that are really advanced, and the people that we were working with back in the day mm. for our apps and our ideas, they were advanced. They were head of development in their, in, they were head of um, the software development teams in the co- companies that they were working in. They've been brought into the into the country because of their excellence. Mm. These people can code. These people know what they're doing. These people are at, at the top of their game. But they took the piss. But they took the piss with us because they, we were complete novice. They, we didn't know what they were talking about. Mm. So they'll show us something that they'll quickly banged out within the couple hours mm-hmm. maybe before meeting us because we'll have a progress report. Mm-hmm. And... Now, in hindsight, we've really just—they've really been just taking us for dickheads. Yeah. We, I know, I'm just a newbie developer. But as a newbie developer, I know what is possible within a week. Mm-hmm. I know what's possible within a month, and I know what's possible within an hour. Mm-hmm. If I put together something quickly and say, "Oh, this is what I've done," mm-hmm. you will think, "Oh, wow, that's amazing," because you don't know what is necessary mm-hmm. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm. You don't know the process. You don't know what I need to do to get to that point. So you just be like, oh, wow, that's amazing. I'm just seeing something. It looks like nice colors, whatever. Mm. Whereas with somebody who knows code, I'll be like, so you just did that before. I'll be like, now, if I had to hire a team to do something, I'd be like, so you basically did that before the fucking meeting. You're taking me for a dickhead. Yeah, of course. So I feel like, we're now taking more control. Yeah. So now, which is a benefit because we we tend to hire external teams sometimes in our business. Now is an extra benefit because I know what is necessary. Obviously, I don't know different languages. Like I don't know PHP or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, different or Java. I know JavaScript. I know React, React Native. You know whatever, whatever. But there are obviously there are different languages but I do know that you're taking me for a dickhead if you're spending this amount of time on something that's supposed to be done by now mm. I, so it's allowed me to now be a bit more confident in me in project managing situations because I'm like I know what needs to be done mm-hmm. and I know how quick it's supposed to be mm-hmm. please don't take me for a dickhead I wasn't born yesterday this is how quick it's supposed to be exactly. so surely you should just do this 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 this, 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 this and like oh yeah she knows what she's talking about yeah. yeah I know what I'm talking about don't yeah. take me for a dickhead please yeah. hurry up yeah or we'll find somebody else that's it yeah and that ladies and gentlemen is our approach for our thirties taking more control Taking more control. Making wiser decisions. Yeah. Taking more risks, but with faith. Yeah. Basically. Literally. That's it. And people are viewing need this year as a waste. Oh, Corona's fucked everything up. Nah, but literally, Corona's actually, if you relook it from a glass half full perspective, it's it's actually brought a lot of... If you stayed at home and not killed yourself. Yeah, if you stayed at home and not, you know, not forced yourself to go out there and catch the runner itself. But like, you know, if you really like, thought about it like this is the opportunity for you to like really like you know get into your cocoon and just really develop mike and i if i i can list all the good things that's happened in this year i'm not going to go into personal stuff but i'm going to talk about the odd thing so for example i'm, I'm really drunk i can't feel my face yeah that's, <laughs> that's fine. um so i'm just going to talk about the odd thing that i think is beneficial for us for just just to highlight things that we wouldn't have known if not for the Rona. So basically, Ivan's school, his nursery beforehand was rubbish. We was paying a lot of money, a stupid amount of money. Ivan was not ready for school. If we left him there, he still wouldn't be ready for school. Which is mad. He still wouldn't be able to write his name. He still wouldn't be able to count up to 100, which he can. He can count to 100. He can write his name. He he knows all the phonics off by heart. He can can see, when he sees phonics, he can read the phonics. He knows what A and Y means. A and Y is A. A A and I is A. A and Y. I'm drunk, babe. I'm drunk. Sorry. A and um and N Y and A and I is A A E and E is E E and A is E. He he knows that now, which is great because the other day when we were doing homeschool, because we do like power one hour sessions of homeschool and just whack it out, get that knowledge in your head. So I just wrote it on the board, and usually the way I write things on the board with Ivan is I write, for example, if we're writing um, beach, for example, I write the letter B, then I'll put the letter E and A in a different letter. Just so he knows in a different that, color. Different color, sorry. Thank you. In a different color, just so he knows that, okay, that's what that's the thing I need to focus on. But this time, yesterday, I wrote it in all in one all in one color, literally. So B E A C H. And obviously I just told him what CH was. So he he remembers CH as ch. And just wrote it. I just wrote it down. And all I did was give him a little helping hand. I just said, okay, this is B. 
right? This is mm. Burr, right? Okay, go, Burr, carry on, finish it. Because Burr, E, Ch, Beach. I was like, oh. excitement. <sighs> It's, it's great, the guy man. writes his name and spells his name on his own. Yeah, that would have never happened if he was in school. Which was in, mad in because, that school because I don't even want to get triggered about that school. But um, at one point, guys, we were on this podcast, probably bragging about how amazing this school was. They wasn't. They weren't. They should. They were not at all. They weren't <laughs> amazing in any shape or form no. because they didn't teach him any fundamentals that he can carry onto onto school. Because now when he gets to school. You know, they would expect him to know certain things just so he can, like, you know, go on with the flow of the, of the class. Do you know what I mean? But, you know, if you can't write your name at, at his age, it's like, it's a big deal. Mm. You know, if you can't, you know, I, I don't think they're required to know phonics, but nonetheless, our kid is a black kid. He needs to be better. Mm-hmm. He needs to, you know, because he, he has to work hard naturally. So mm-hmm. we're trying to ingrain that into him. Like, you, you, all your life, you're going to have to work harder. Even mm-hmm. when you are a rich kid, you still have mm-hmm. to work harder than... Mm-hmm everyone else because of the colour of your skin, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Hopefully by the time he gets there, things may have changed, but we're mm-hmm. preparing him for him. We're, per- we're preparing him just in case mm-hmm. that's not the case. Um, so we're getting him in the mindset that he has to work a bit harder. So we work him a little bit harder, we challenge him a bit more, we encourage him a bit to do a bit more. So now, you know, he knows he's phonics. So, so I'm imagining when he gets back to school, you know, he'll, he'll be very comfortable with the phonics. So when it comes to now reading and when they teach him the techniques of reading, he'll pick it up very quickly because he already knows his phonics mm. and he already knows how to count to 100, mm. you know, and he knows how to write his name and he knows how to write most of the letters of the alphabet. Of he the knows alphabet. the first half of the clock as well. He knows all the past He knows side. all the past out of the clock. The two sides, you know, we're still working work on that one. You know, but I understand how that can be challenging. Yeah. Because, because the thing is, somebody was actually mentioning to me, they are like, you should have just taught him the five times tables and just done five past... 10 past, 50 past. Yeah. And in hindsight, we should have done that. But, you know, now we're ready. We need to commit, <laughs> basically. Commit. I'm not, every day when we're doing a clock and it gets stressful because we get to the two side, I'm like... Should we just give up just, and start just do the five Should we just times? teach him the five times table? Like, surely that will make his life mm. easy. Just... We'll review it we'll review it. Yeah, because we'll now we've it. got two weeks before he starts school again. So we, we still have time. Got time. Yeah. But and, he, anyway, and he's got a memory like a sponge. He yeah, can pick it up. He can pick it up. So basically, guys... Um, Ivan, if not for the lockdown, would not be able to write his name. He would not know how to spell his name. You ask him how to spell mm. a name, he already know how to, he knows how to spell because his name. Because in their school, they were like... It's up oh, to you if you want yeah, to play like, you know, or work. Ivan shows real strong abilities if he's interested. So, you know, you, so you're trying to tell me if he's not interested in what you're trying to teach him, you just let him go. And the answer was yes. yes. I'm like... No, that's not Are you how crazy? life is. He's a three-year-old at the time. He's a three-year-old. He doesn't know what's good for him. Yeah. Of course, if you if try to teach something and he's not interested in it, he's going to not yeah. show interest. He's a three-year-old. He doesn't know what, what good this is for him. Mm. You need to encourage him to do it. Or tell him that he's got no choice. That's it. Yeah. You either do, him, this do this or you don't go or you out. You don't go to play. That's it. So when we simple. found that out, because they read a report and they had the audacity to write it in the report. This is what, guys, if you know me, yeah, it takes a lot for my trucker to go off. But when I saw that in the report, I'm like, eh? Hmm. So you're trying to say that because my child is not interested, you're not interested in teaching him. Mad. We're yanking him out. Yeah. Yanked him out. And Went to flip tables, we, yanked him out. Yeah, we bo- yanked both of the kids out. The, Mateus actually started his first week of nursery, hmm. his new nursery. Um, he did actually not, he didn't start this week. He did, he's settling in this week. Mm. In fact, so much so that he walked in when he was coming in, he walked in like his balls had dropped. Yeah, he was walking like, yeah, man, 
start school. Yeah, I just got school. I just got school, you know. So, yeah, so we're grateful anyways that um, locked, because lockdown revealed that that school was rubbish and we and it allowed us to remove Mateus from that school and start him in a, yeah. in a better school that focused... In fact, if you look at the both of the UCAS reports... Um, UCAS, sorry, I don't know. Ofsted, <laughs> guys, I'm so plastered. So the Ofsted reports, the Ofsted reports for the, both schools, um, both of them were outstanding, but um, the school that... Um, the first school, they spoke a lot about the guys, the kids are happy. That's what they talk about. And whereas the other school that we've sent Mateus to is the kids are happy, but they're ready for school. They're ready for school. That was very important. So, we you know, we'll watch this new school, the yeah. Eagle Eye, because I ain't fucking around with anybody That's that promises it. me the world. That's it. I mean, we'll That's watch it. them. Because the thing is, the problem is, is that sometimes the schools start really good and then they just, just, just fall, get lazy. They get lazy and that's what annoys me because I feel like Ivan's school was really good. They were really good and then they just got rubbish. And like, yeah, I'm not taking anything from them. They gave him, like, for example, they had a, a speech specialist. Yeah. He was his key work, key teacher. Yeah. And she, she really I, elevated his speech. But, yeah, because there's a point when he wasn't, he, he wasn't really speaking that well. So they specifically hired a speech spe- um, specialist and then that specialist helped him really develop like within, his speech. Within a couple of weeks, my <laughs> man was talking in, talking in prose. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so you know, there's the pros and cons, but that mm. place we had more cons. More cons, but, unfortunately. But, so yeah, so basically, um, if not for the lockdown, we wouldn't have noticed that. Secondly, we've got Mateus. Mateus, when we put him into school, um, he was quite young. He was mm. he just just turned one. Ivan started nursery when he was about two and a half. Mm. And they used to always talk about how confident he is and how self aware he is and all of that. And I feel like that was um attribute that was accumulated because he had stayed at home with me and me and him, you know, spent all that time, you know, that he's family, he spent time with his family more mm. than outsiders. Um, um, and I read an article um, at that time that kids that spend the longer, longer time with their family, that um, um, when they go out to the outside world, they're more confident and more self-aware. So I was really happy that I could possibly drag it out. At the time, I was working with St. James's Place and I was doing really well financially, even though I was looking after Ivan full-time, so it didn't really bother me. Mm. So um, basically, when I... Um, but with Mateus, because I was working nights, there was a bit of a urgency to 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 get him into nursery because I wanted to start working in day, daytime because when I was looking after I, Mateus and breastfeeding him during the day I was only sleeping two hours a day and it was really yeah, getting was me triggered if, for the if you listen back to the podcast when I was working those hours you'd notice that I was tired because I was always triggered so every single episode is just triggered blessing and it's not cool but it is what it is you you know listening to podcasts the whole po- part of a podcast is to watch the journey and to hear the journey so mm. yeah you can listen back and see triggered blessing but yeah so basically um, there was a bit of an urgency to get Mateus into school um, lockdown allowed us to bring him home, spend more time with him. He was so happy. His love language is touch and quality time. So he's just really happy to be with us and really mm-hmm. happy to be with his family. Him and Ivan, which is 
I would say um, is advantage three. Him and Ivan have got really, really close. They're just yeah. besties. Ivan loves him. He loves Ivan. If it, the first thing he does in the morning, he wants to see Ivan. He wants to hug Ivan. Ivan's first thing he wants to do in the morning is he wants to see his brother. Mm. He goes, "I love my brother. I love I I love Mateus. You know, mm. I love Mateus very, very much. Both of them are really, really close. They really appreciate each other. In fact, the fact that Mateus has actually been in nursery." Has really, really hurt Ivan because yeah, he misses so miserable. He misses his brother <laughs> because his brother. Both of them ride off each other's energy, making noise, stressing us out together. Yeah. They love it. They love. They love being double trouble. They love doing it. And you know what? I love watching them, but it frustrates me when they do. do but when I they, have it no other but way. But I, I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. So that was number three. Number four. Number four has allowed. Um, has um, the lockdown has allowed Michael and I to spend more time together and mm-hmm. um you know and has and really refine our business and we've really been able to refine our business properly you know obviously you know the lockdown allowed um made things slow down a bit but it allowed things slow to slow good but the slowdown allowed us to think the slowdown allowed us to plan the slowdown allowed us to strategize to re- restate to restate reinstate to think about what we we're going to do next yep the lockdown really allowed us to make certain decisions that were solid and could solidify, God willing, the next coming couple of years. So the lockdown allowed us to think. Mm-hmm. Five. Is it five or my five? It also allowed us to focus on the increasing passions of this marriage. Yes, obviously. I was going to say sex, um, number six, but yes. it's okay. So um, More five, number five for me. <laughs> yeah, number five, I would say that lockdown allowed me to really spend time on my coding. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really, really, really flourished in this time. You know, I'm building an app on my own. Obviously, my beautiful husband has designed the actual app and done the UX because that's what he's great at. I've coded it and I've and I've learned on, along the way and because of the time it's allowed me to spend my time mm-hmm. learning that focusing on that ex, um really really what you know becoming an expert in that watching enough tutorials to become um proficient in what I need to in order to actually produce this app that I'm very passionate about and mm-hmm. I believe could be quite an impact in this community um what's your sixth Um, I've already said it. Oh, your sixth is sex. Yeah, but that was my fifth. Oh, but then yeah, I think now I think about it, it's actually more my sixth. Mm. Because yeah. I was going to make six. I was going to make sex sixth because yeah, because because fifth for me was also the fact that I've allowed my I've been I've um I have uh, really invested in in my craft as well, and I've mm. you know I really wanted to um really developed my brand strategy skills so with that i've you know invested in certain courses with by certain individuals who are good in in their industry to really learn from them so i can really apply it to you know our business offering as well so um yeah i, I think number five is development mm-hmm. everyone's been given the time and space to develop yeah the only thing is um because Mateus is such a free spirit we've tried to teach him stuff we've tried to like get like he he only knows af and <laughs> but you know he says but he says ah but but um and he can probably count up to like three or whatever but mm. when it comes to actually 
actually teaching. We haven't really done any teaching for Mateus, and I realized that when when I dropped, but we we did in the beginning. We, we tried in the beginning, but you know it was a bit headache. So um, I, well, it I, just made us re- realize how young he actually is. No, but that being said, I took him to nursery for the settling in sessions, and they were mm. asking what color is this, and I remember that Ivan had two new colors. Ivan had two new shapes. Oh, yeah? Ivan at two. Yes, because I spent a lot of time. Mateus doesn't know colours But yet. Ivan doesn't know, Mateus doesn't know colours, Mateus doesn't know shapes. Interesting. Yeah, Mateus doesn't know all of the animals. Like, I spent a lot of time with Ivan, but I think mm. what's happened is we've put a lot of energy into Ivan, getting Ivan oh, no, ready. No, I say this, but this was when Ivan turned two, though, isn't it? That's when we started to introduce all this. No, because I was homeschooling Ivan from the point from the beginning no no but because it's, i was it's at home with him but it's different because when ivan was home you were alive in the daytime yeah exactly whereas when mateus was home you were working nights so i was you zombie were, you were just a zombie so yeah. it was different yeah unfortunately it's different so, so yeah so basically throughout the whole thing when i was breastfeeding ivan i was teaching him from like i remember some of my friends saying it's way too he's way too young for you to be teaching mm. random things i was even teaching him chinese teaching him random things so by the time he got to school he already knew all the colors he already knew all the shapes he already mm. knew loads of animals you know he he knew some countries even i'd randomly show him like some like um you know for example Eiffel tower i'd say to him this is Eiffel tower in paris i'll say random things like that you know and show him you know like these are the pyramids in egypt i'll say random things like that mm-hmm. to him you know and then by the time he got to nursery at two and a half he knew a lot mm-hmm. whereas um, when i took um mateus to his certain uh, session this time around like they were trying to say what color is this trying to show him you know some there was some hula hoops or like a yellow hula hoop what color is this and he didn't know Mm. and i was like you know what right now this is what i said right now is like a free spirit you know that's what i said i said hopefully you know you guys can like um get him to do it because he'll pick it up anyway the younger ones ones always pick up faster yeah um and that school's very focused on academics so that's what I like about yeah. that school. That's why we chose it. It's about the academics. Even they even teach ICT proficiency, which is Rough. what I really like. I mean, Tilly can already use an iPad, so he's alright. <laughs> but yeah, so um, but yeah, so that was so that's that. Um, overall, basically, what I'm trying to say is that this lockdown for us or the um, the, the Rona for us hasn't necessarily been the worst year um, for us because we've had really bad years before so what we've ex- what we're experiencing in this year you know it's not the worst we mm. there are a few things that are you know we don't really need to go into we don't really need to go into it there are a few things that we are personally dealing with but we're not phased by it because god's blessing us so much that mm. we know that that's already fine before we finish this podcast we cannot finish it by without giving a big shout out to chris our man chris. yo chris Babe, we nearly, I've, we nearly I've, finished. A guy from quick, quick, quick two minutes, quick two minutes on our give us statement for Chris. Yeah, um, has I cue the outro music? Um, Chris, our guy from Virgin Media. Yeah, so we guy, we told you the story. You know how he really like stuck it to the man. Turns out that um, in that package he gave us um, um, he gave us a SIM card package, which was five gig data and unlimited minutes and blah blah blah. blah. Okay with that, anyways. Chris stuck it to the man so bad that he sent us two SIM cards. So now we're at the point in our contract now where we're paying 30, 40 odd quid a month for our, our phones. And now our contract is about to near an end. 
And we're thinking, ah, we need to find new deals. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we've just discovered, and I had to clarify this afternoon, that we have two SIM cards with the two, with the two packages, two deals on, and they're both complimentary. So we have two... Guys, just to clarify, we have two SIM cards mm. that are five gig, unlimited minutes, unlimited text with Virgin because with our, and, it was part, and it's part of our, part TV, of our TV and internet package. Mm. Our internet package is 200 megabytes. Mind you, we don't pay anything for these SIM cards. Yeah, we don't pay anything for these SIM cards. We have free SIM cards. We have free SIM cards. Um, unlimited. We, we essentially pay for it. But yeah, it's, but, it's, but we're not really because we're, we're paying for the internet, the internet and the phone. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean the internet, the TV, TV. The TV and the internet, we've got 200 megabytes. We've got our TV package, which is the full house is it full house? Every, just everything. Yeah, everything. Channels, and HD we're paying, what, £39? £39. Uh, £39 a month for our for all of that. And we've got two... F- we're meant to have one SIM card, but for some reason, Chris did it in a way that we now we have two SIM cards for free. So... So now... When you think about it, we've just saved money on our mobile phone bills yeah. because now when our contract ends, we have these free SIM cards yeah. that we can just now use, charge yeah. our numbers over, and then just lease a phone. Yeah. So we're thinking of so what we're thinking of doing is holding on to our phones for a while, mm. save them, and hold on to our phones for a few months, just stack that money that we would have spent mm. on our phone bills because we've been both of us are spending roughly about thirty six, thirty seven pound a month yeah. on our phone bill. So the money that we would have spent on our phone bill once our because our phone my phone contract ends on the twelfth of September, and his phone contract ends um, basically in a month. Um, month's time in October so basically what we're going to do is we're going to just stack up and hold on to our phones for a few months and then reassign that money somewhere else reassign that money somewhere else because we've got saving pots for other things that we need to do we you know we've we plan things ahead isn't it Mm -hmm. so we're just going to reassign that money somewhere else and once we've stacked our money individually um, for three months putting it into our saving pot for those things then we're going to probably lease a brand new phone you know um, and our le- business will pay for that yeah because it's a business expense obviously Boom. but yeah so that's that really big up Chris big up Chris Chris tracks again Chris tracks again <laughs> <laughs> guys 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 I know this one's been a, a bit of a deep one in a way um, but thank you for listening thank you for riding with us please 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 share this with your friends share it with your family share it with anybody that you know that's young and tra- doing that transition from uni because you know they've just graduated from uni and is just starting the real, uh, entering that real world life whatever yeah. please share it with a few people some people need to hear this some people need to know that yes you know you don't want you don't necessarily want to do that job because it's going to be dead but at the end of the day even people that follow their dreams have stress yeah. even people that follow their dreams do shit jobs do even people that follow their dreams have to now do shit jobs at least be getting do a high paying shit job yeah that's that that's basically what I'm trying to say yeah. so you know no matter what um, it, there is you know there, there's nothing wrong with following your purpose do your purpose follow your passion but make sure you do it smart you know in a smart way please share this with a few people that you know need to hear this you know share this with a few people um, and yeah hopefully this can help you follow me on Instagram guys um, my Instagram handle is blessing platinum that's B-L-E-S-S-I-N-G and platinum as in the metal that's P-L-A-T-I-N-U-M I wonder if you guys ever catch that because I say it so fast um, I'm also on Twitter I say I'm also on Twitter but really it's the P 
PCH Podcast Twitter. Um, PCH Podcast is all our socials, so that's Instagram and that's Twitter. I say all, it's literally just the both both our socials, Twitter and Instagram. The PCH Podcast. Um, I control the Twitter. I pretty much use the Twitter as my own personal one. It's, it's, it's me. I just chat rubbish on there. You know, sometimes I talk random stuff. You know, I ask random questions like, why is this guy blue? Like I said, I ask random questions. So please follow us on the PCH Podcast Twitter. If you're on Twitter, follow us. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. Sweet, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Michael Williams London. You can also find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is MWLDN. And like Blessing said, feel free to drop into our DMs if you have any suggestions for topics. If you want to, if you uh, just haven't, makes you want to contribute to the conversation, feel, feel free to drop into our DMs and let us know. Um, if you scroll to the bottom of the description of this podcast, you can also leave us a voice note. And via the voice note, just like leaving a WhatsApp voice note, you can literally send us a voice note to say what you want to say or you know ask a question or like you said contribute to the show um it's a link click on the link it opens up your web browser on your phone or on your laptop or wherever you're listening to this on um yeah it's pretty simple you press record record your voice note press save leave your email address so we'll let you know when we received it and um yeah the, the rest is magic from there if you're more traditional and you just want to send us a nice simple email which you can also send a voice note through there you can do it on your phone attach it to your email our email address is the pch podcast at platinum dash williams dots com yes so um my love is there anything you to add before we take our leave nope 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 sweet ladies and gentlemen it's been real again thank you for listening to us and we will catch you next week ciao ciao